This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Welcome to episode 20. Today we'll be talking about lineup changes. Because you might think that we would talk about solo artists' names, with the last episode being about group names, but no, we'll the fast one on you and ourselves. We don't know what's going on, but lineup changes. So, first up, let's talk about the oldest group that we've got on this list, Turbo. Now, Turbo is a dance group who debuted in 1995 as a duo with the song My Childhood Dream. At debut, the members were Kim Jong-nam and Kim Jong-guk. Yes, that Kim Jong-guk. The guy that is on every variety show and is big, muscly, very lovable, excellent vocalist. That's him. That was his original group. And this duo was very popular in the mid-90s because they released a lot of great dance tracks. Even today, tracks such as Black Cat are favored among older K-pop fans. However, soon after their second album was released, they broke up. Now, it wasn't that the two members disliked each other or that their second album did poorly, which couldn't be further from the truth, especially since all of their albums sell very well, especially their second album. It was very well received. The problem was with management, which, as you'll come to find, is a long-standing tradition in K-pop, or at least in K-pop disbandments or members leaving. Both of the members tried to stay out of the spotlight after the disbandment, to the point where, legend has it, the police were called to investigate their disappearance. I try to find a good reference to this because I've heard this story so many times, but unfortunately I couldn't come up with an article, so I'm going to just say it's a myth, even though I think that it's hilarious. I can imagine though, because a lot of like K-pop groups or generally pop groups after they disband, you generally don't don't hear anything from a couple of the members for a few years. Generally, it's just like one or two that kind of break that and jump into projects immediately. But can you imagine that if like in sync, like if Joey or Chris, like the cops were called, it's like they haven't released any music. I haven't seen them outside. Like, are they okay? Like, can you imagine if that happened to them? No, but can you just think of this fan calling into the station and being like, my faves didn't release anything for the past like six months. Where are they? You have to find them. Do a wellness check. <laughs> well, to be fair, the the police report wasn't about them releasing music to, if I remember correctly, it was mainly about that there hadn't even been sightings of them. Well, which the obviously. people called them like yeah. reclusive. Yeah. That would be concerned. But at the same time, though, just the idea of calling the cops because you haven't seen them outside, even though they were clearly trying to lay low, mm-hmm. which... There's a lot of stories about management, the issues with that whole CEO and stuff that like if those stories are true, which there's a lot of debate with. And the thing with management with first generation idols is that those idols, a lot of the times they have these big complaints that were a big deal, but then either fans dismissed them over the years and didn't take it seriously, or they had to walk back their comments because they had some need to work with management again, like such as HOT has that issue. So that might be part of it, but just the idea though of just like calling the police because it's like, I haven't seen him in the streets for a while. <laughs> Does that speak to the sassing culture? <laughs> I was about, that's what I was going to say. That can, that would be like, technically, that would be like the one time it's good. <laughs> 
for them to exist, which would be like if like the company Maybe. was trying to do something underhanded <laughs> and like trying to like get rid of them or like have them kidnapped or something. It's like that's like the one time you want them. On the other hand, we do not promote stalking. Yes, please don't stalk. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's the one time where it could come in handy because keep in mind that CCTV wasn't as prevalent as it is now mm-hmm. whereas like now in korea like my whole route to work and back there's cctv everywhere i go like you can't go mm. pretty much anywhere like even in my apartment building on the first floor cctv as soon as i step out my door cctv so to be fair not really needed but something should really go into like detectives like why stalk idols just to stalk them when you can go and solve cases that's just me anyway there we go I'm just saying, put that energy to good use. I mean, we found their new their new career path, so you heard it here, I'm, folks. <laughs> you know, I want to see that they turn something that was creepy and concerning and illegal a lot of the times to <laughs> oh something gosh. that actually ended up being like the good for society. I would love to see that curve. But, of course, this is still young, so maybe in 10 years we'll see something great. Anyway, hey, just shows there's always a redemption arc. Anyway. But then Turbo came back in 1997. Although Kim Jong-uk returned, Kim Jong-nam didn't. And so his spot was filled by a guy named Mikey. And the duo went on to have success until they disbanded once again in 2001. Sadly enough. But understandable with a lot of first-generation idol groups. They kind of fall into that. (laughs) However... That is not where our story ends, because in 2014, (laughs) Turbo reunited on NBC's Infinity Challenge, which has been an absolute delight for older fans because it gives us the chance to see the idols as members coming back together and either they, it's cool to see them performing together again or just talking or just, I'm mostly satisfied if they're all in the same room together. It's like, (gasps) very exciting. And also though, it tends to break the idea that, oh, they fought and that's why they Split up. They'll never come back together. Because it's like, oh, imagine how many times it's just a management thing, not member problem. Anyway, this led to them officially returning as a trio. Yes, you heard that right. (laughs) This lineup change is the one we have today with Kim Jong-un, Mikey, and Kim Jong-nam. Yep. So all of the members have been in Turbo before are now together as three. Personally, I love their track again because it shows all three of them like their best. It shows like the best of Turbo, how energetic it is, the great vocals, the dancing, just everything is just right for it being a dance track. So if you're not, if you haven't heard like Turbo ever, like that's a good one to start you in and then go to their older discography and hear the differences between the two time periods of them. Anyway. And while I realize that they've only ever had a maximum of three people in their group, it's still (laughs) a victory that all the members ended up coming back together about 20 years after debut. Like, that's pretty good. That's that's one of the great things about first generation idols coming back who you never would have thought would have returned. Sometimes you get something fun like this where it's every single member has returned. Yeah, and I I personally haven't really seen that in duos since them, really. Yeah. Like, a member leaving and then coming back and then even having another member come back with them. Usually, they Mm. leave and it's for good. Yeah, and I can't think of any other example where 
there's been a member who's departed, a member who's joined, but where all the members who've ever been in group all came back. I don't think that's ever been the situation because a couple people that were listing, they left and then they came back, but there wasn't ever a everybody, the full lineup coming back. That I don't believe mm-hmm. has happened outside of this group, which is sad, but I really hope that sometime in the future that does happen. Or like, can you imagine if a group like Jewelry came back with every single member oh they've goodness. ever had? Or like Nine Muses. That would like be incredible. in total, Nine Muses has a grand total of 14 members. Man. That would be fascinating. Or like Super Junior has 15, which I know won't happen, but it's kind of sad. <laughs> Lee Took still dreams about it. Like he's like, I want to see all of us. And I'm like, you know, that's sad, but that's a really good dream. And I understand why you have that dream. And I hope that happens just for you. And it's like, Either they leave SJ label and they make their own company or they have enough leeway from SM to be okay with like the other members coming back for like something. That is granted that the members who have left want to come back. Of course, yeah, which but... I don't see happening. But then again, I know with with shows like Infinity Challenge and more and more first generation idols coming back together, that does give me hope because like I never mm-hmm. would have thought Zetskis would have come back. Never in a million years. Or even Turbo. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that. Like the other groups I can't imagine coming back definitely would be Sweetie. I can never I don't believe that that would ever happen. That's I in my mind, that's impossible. And then the other group I think would be impossible to sort of get everyone to come back together. Tesaja. I can't see Tesaja or can you imagine like Sharp coming back? Like that's <laughs> all as like all full members. That would be incredible. I don't think it would happen for very good reasons, but, you know, I, I've i been wrong before. We can dream. But do you know what I can imagine? Something really wonderful, like the Wonder Girls. So the Wonder Girls debuted in 2007 as a five-member girl group. And surprisingly, they would remain a five-member girl group for the next seven years, even though the lineup would change. Originally, the group consisted of Hyana, Sohi, Sunye, Sunmi, and Yeon. You've probably heard of some of these people before. Their debut song was Irony of the album The Wonder Years, but Hyana left shortly after this release due to health reasons, so she got replaced by Yubin, whose first release with the group was So Hot in 2008. Wonder Girls managed to be a five-member girl group, even though Sunmi left the group in 2010 and got replaced by Hyerim, whose first feature on a song was on two different tiers. So the lineup of Sohi, Sonia, Yeon, Yubin, and Hyerim lasted for four solid years, until Sohi left the group in 2014, and she wasn't swapped out for a new member, which is new for the group, and probably happened because the group had been on a hiatus since 2012, so not really that weird that they didn't get a new member. In 2015, the Wonder Girls released Reboot, a new sound and a different lineup. And this was a huge reverse Uno card because Sonia had recently left the group right before this release and got replaced by Sunmi, who rejoined the group. And the lineup of Sunmi, Yeon, Yubin, and Hyerim lasted until the group's disbandment in 2017. It was a lot of back and forth. Very fun. Still sad they broke up after 10 years. I've always thought it's incredible that Sunmi came back yeah. to the group. That was always so shocking to me because I don't I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in recent years. 
And didn't she also leave to go acting? Yeah, she went to school and then she right. did her solo releases with 24 Hours and Full Moon. And then she rejoined. So she she did a lot yeah. in so her absence. She was still under JYP after she had left the group? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She didn't leave until recently. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's also fun that when Wonder Girls disbanded, half of the members were original members. Oh, yeah. Sunmi and Yeon both debuted together, so it's I don't know. Nice that they got to disband together too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. fun. I agree. <laughs> It also, like, it just felt like a good goodbye. Like, yeah. it was one of those where, like, you know what? Like, there was such a good evolution and, like, where that they started versus where they ended up. Like, I couldn't have predicted half the stuff that they did. There, Like, not mm-hmm. just with, like, them going over to America and doing all that touring and stuff like that, but also just their concept changes, yes. too. And, like, how, like, they approached music also changed over the years, even though JYP still had a very heavy hand from beginning to end. Like... There was just, I feel like it was one of those groups that really matured. JYP was in a surprising amount of their MVs, and you still see JYP in a surprising amount of JYP entertainment music videos. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Can you imagine though if Lisa Mon did that? Like, can you imagine? Oh my like, gosh, I can't. No, like, I cannot. Can you imagine him in like the background of like a Super Junior like NCT oh release? <laughs> Or, like, he's just glaring, like, Kongta releases something and it's just Lisa Mon glaring at him. Or, like, <laughs> Boa, like, he's in the background, like, just, like, waving his hands or something. I would love that. Oh, that's hilarious. But also with mentioning, like, members who have left and we never, like, expected them to rejoin. Hyona was one of those, I feel like, who, when she left Wonder Girls, I was not expecting her to come back. And, or, like, usually, like, when, like, a member of a group leaves a really popular group and they go into another group, it's usually not that mm-hmm. successful. But in her case, it ended mm-hmm. up being four minute, and then she went on to be a great solo artist and then get into duos and then trios and then her own solo thing. Again, like, she's one of those that I was just kind of surprised as to how successful her career was and how she, like, didn't give up. But it also kind of reminded me of Andy from Xinhua. And how? Oh yeah, he was one of the people. It was either it was up to him or Tony on who would join HOT, and HOT voted on Tony. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, and then Andy's parents were like, "Good, because we don't want you going to K-pop." And then they eventually let him, and then he got into Xinhua. And mm-hmm. like him and Tony went to like the same high school together. Like they were very close because they both, you know, very that's cute in LA. Yeah, that's another thing about. Tony's. He got voted in, but to be fair, he was very cute back then. Like, who would not vote for Tony back then? (laughs) Now, if you want to vote for him to come somewhere, you vote for him to come to your barbecue, or to be more specific, you want him to come on a fishing trip with you. Like, I've not watched that fishing show he's on, but I feel like I would love it. Because that's like prime HOT thing. Being old, but trying to like, I'm gonna do something new. I'm gonna hang out with young people, and then just being a mess. While trying to be like the (laughs) elder. Speaking of people who are older than JR, some of the members of this next group are a bit older than her. Take it away, well, JR. All of the members are older than me, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Even the two youngest? Yeah, yeah. Oh, are they, are they really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. They are. I thought you, I thought you were older than them. Okay. Well, no. Time moves on. <laughs> okay. N-Flying is currently a five-member boy band under FNC Entertainment, and they were originally going to debut in 2014 with the original lineup being Seunghyub, 
Hoon, Jaehyun, and Kwang Jin, their bassist at the time, but Sung Hyup had an injury and they ended up debuting in May of 2015 with the song Awesome. They only had one more comeback in October of that year with Lonely before they essentially went dark in Korea and did not release anything for a while. In 2016, the group had some promotional work in Japan, but as mentioned before, no comebacks in Korea. As a fan, I was really confused because I really liked both of their songs that they had just come out with, and then they didn't release anything, and I was wondering what happened to them. But in February of 2017, FNC announced that a member would be added to their next comeback, which was assumed to be in 2017. Also during this time, Produce 101 Season 2 started filming. FNC sent one trainee, Yu Hui Sung as their representative. The show would not actually start airing until April and eventually it would end in June. However, Hui Sung was eliminated during the top 35 coming in at number 39. This matters because just three days after the show's finale, Sung Hyub made a post on the group's fan page explaining that Hui Sung would be added to the group. He was immediately welcomed into the group with open arms by fans and they released multiple songs, including The Real, which was Hui Sung's debut with the group. Check it out. It's incredible. The music video and everything. Especially if you watched that season of Produce. Yes. Because there is an Easter egg in it and it's great. It's it's got the best one of the best twists of a music video mm-hmm. in K-pop. I feel like, and it's just a really good song. Yeah, like, yeah. Overall. That was my first song with them. Yeah, yeah. I loved them immediately because of that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, which it is a little bit different than their debut and subsequent like Very. next release. But I think it was a good change in my opinion. Yes. Like I liked both of the ones before that, but anyway. And I feel like they developed something of a cult following. During this time, in my opinion, like yeah. their potato light sticks, I feel are a good piece of evidence for this. And they even went on to become ambassadors for potatoes. They they're just a great group. OK, is your group an ambassador for a vegetable? I don't think so. Maybe there is. I'm not going to I'm not going to say they're the only ambassadors for vegetables, but well, you know what? I don't know any other ones. <laughs> if BLT was a group, they could have done it. I know. <laughs> I'm still salty. Sorry. I know. It's okay. It should be done. Someone needs to make it happen. (laughs) BLTs are big here in Korea. Like, (laughs) just do it. Up to this point, everything was going well. They were having consistent comebacks and they were gaining a lot of momentum. And then as the end of 2018 was approaching, there was rumors of an early 2019 comeback. Then accusations against Kwang Jin started to come out on December 18th, 2018. Stuff stating that he was being inappropriate with fans and possibly even dating them which is a big no-no in K-pop. While the inappropriate actions were quickly put to rest, it was true that he was meeting fans outside of planned schedules, and therefore FNC halted all his activities, stating that they would compile the facts and come back to the fans with another statement. Netizens had been demanding his departure since all of this information came out, and sadly, on December 26, 2018, Kwang Jin officially left the group. He has since then denied the allegations multiple times, and as far as I can find, no police report was ever brought against him, which is frustrating as a fan because that means he probably didn't do anything, and even FNC said he didn't do anything and they were doing an internal investigation. So, take with that what you will. 
Very soon after Kwang Jin's departure, they had a comeback, and that was with the song Rooftop, and it actually gave them their first win, so it was kind of a bittersweet moment for fans and them, because they had just lost a member, but they also got their first win, so it was nice to watch, but you could tell that it was an emotionally charged event. But yeah, they went on to have a couple more comebacks during 2019, and they also toured during that time. And they had FT Island's Jaejin step in as their bassist, and occasionally, former Honeyist leader and bassist Dong Sung would do so as well. Now, Honeyist was another band under FNC that was very short-lived, debuting in 2017, and then two years later, disbanding in April of 2019. Quick side note, their debut song is Like You, and it's really fun and cute. And it's a shame they had such a short run because I also followed them for a while, but apparently the disbandment was due to creative differences, which is much better than some of the other disbandments we've seen. But again, this is important because a few months after N-Flying's Yahoo comeback, on the very last day of 2019, Soompi reported that Dongsung would officially be joining N-Flying. Following this announcement, there were occasional appearances by the group, but nothing concrete was announced until May when a comeback date was dropped. The group recently made their comeback on June 10th with O'Reilly, and it's a fantastic song, and the video is great, and it's just really fun to see all the members interact. And if you want to see them on a variety show, the YouTube channel K-Bop Star recently had them on. And it's, it's always interesting to see the dynamic of a group with a newly added member, and I think they are pretty happy from what I've seen. So yeah, they've had a long trek to get to where they are now with additions and then departures, but overall they seem happy and they're releasing great music, so as an Enfeya, I'm content. Yeah. They're also one of the groups where I think they're interesting because they've had three different youngest members that each like how yeah. like when Jaehyun was originally the youngest member how he acted versus then the next one yeah now our current one how like that changes group dynamics is really interesting to me how like they kind of are like yes I am the youngest and then when they get pushed out how the, okay now I'm more mature like that sort of attitude except I remember Jaehyun was like kind of sad about not being the baby anymore <laughs> It was like playful because yeah. he loved, he loved, 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 loved their newest member, but he was just kind of like, I miss being doted on all the time. But mm -hmm. he, he never actually like like... baby. And but then at the same time though, I remember yeah. when Dong Song was first announced to be going on tour with them, and like I saw them, he was constantly included in fan cams and a lot of people were very supportive of him and there and so it felt like when the announcement came out that he was joining, it's like, okay, like that wasn't official before. It felt to me like it was yeah, going to be eventual. Right. And I feel like the reason for that might have been because people knew... If you are an FNC fan, like a fan of the groups under FNC, Honeyist and SF9 went up against each other in a show called Dancer Band, I think it was. And so yeah. even though Honeyist wasn't necessarily the biggest group to ever come out of FNC, people knew of them. And so... It was easier to usher in somebody that they kind of already knew, maybe. Yeah, that's Same cool. with Huesung. They knew him from Produce. Right. And I feel like they're one of the groups where, I'm not like singling anyone out, but I feel like they're one of the groups that even with the additions, the quality of their work never suffered. In fact, I feel like they've gotten consistently better with time. FNC is one of those companies where I feel like they slow cook their groups. Like they debut them, <laughs> then it might be a couple years before they finally get that track that like is the one that takes off, even if they've been producing mm -hmm. great content all along. 
Like, that's the one where, like, consistently that they've got a pattern with all their groups, if you think about it, where, like, they don't have, like, their immediate, like, first track. Like, they'll just, mm-hmm. like, disappear a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Unflying's one of those where, like, they kind of disappear or, like, there's a big change. Then they hit. Yeah. They're one of the companies that send their groups to Japan. And they yeah. tech they not technically, they often have quite a large following in Japan. But I feel like they don't do it wrong, if that makes sense. Like a lot of groups um, are sent to Japan almost as an exile. (laughs) Yeah. In a weird way, because I don't know what their companies are thinking, but I feel like with FNC, it's always justified. Wasn't it with N-Flying where they technically debuted first in Japan, Mm -hmm. then they had their debut in Korea? Yeah, in 2013, they had a release that I believe was Japanese called Basket. Yeah, that's back when they all had really long hair. Which is hilarious. So a lot of things you might see says that they actually debuted in 2013, which is technically true, but their Korean debut was in 2015. And that's the one a lot of people consider the official debut, too. Right. We're big fans of N-Flying in this house. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you guys can tell. (laughs) Also, complete side note, but Sung Hyub was actually exempted from his military service because of that injury I mentioned at the beginning of their section where... I believe it was his his leg he injured. Yeah, and it causes him pain still. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that's one of the things that a lot of people forget about with K-pop idols. It's like, just because you see them on stage for a couple hours, that doesn't mean that they don't have chronic conditions. Like, I remember with mm-hmm. Super Junior Seachel, like, when, like, that whole yeah car wreck happened. Like, I remember, like, when, like, more of the news came out about it and how it's like, hey, Heechul can't do certain dances because of this. Like, I remember when uh, Lokogo... Rokogo came out and everyone was talking about how you're not going all out on like the dance and it's like no he can't <laughs> but I mean, people are yeah. much more kind about it now because they're like oh wow he it really is affecting his promotions it's like it's always has been affecting his promotions mm-hmm. he's just a lot more open about it now well and also he's gotten older like that's also a good thing about yeah. having older groups is then we have this sort of history of okay this is not strange this has happened before to where like mm-hmm. if it's especially when it's something bad happening the good thing about n- knowing the history of k-pop is that when something bad is happening or something sad is happening that you can see, okay, how did this other group who went through this come out on the other side? Mm-hmm. Like with Turbo, how it's like, okay, so members left. Okay, but they all came back all together at some point. So we have hope. So if you are a fan of a group where you've seen members leave and you are very sad about it, have some hope that maybe in 20 years <laughs> they'll get back together. Although a lot of, I feel like, we might be coming up on the next loop because a lot of 2010 groups are much older now. Not a, a lot of them aren't with their original entertainment companies. Yeah. So maybe we'll see some, what is that, second, third generation groups come back together, interact in ways we haven't seen in a very long time. Now, let's go on to our last group of the episode, EXID, or sometimes some people call them EXID. We might be calling them Exit in this episode. We'll see what it is. But Min, <laughs> why don't you take us away? Yeah. Exit is currently a five-member girl group, consisting of Solji, Hani, Ellie, Yonghwa, and Hyelin. The group initially debuted in February of 2012 with Who's That Girl under AB Entertainment with a pretty different lineup, consisting of Yuji, Hani, Yonghwa, Heryang, and Tami. 
They were pretty hyped up from the get-go, and their debut track did pretty well on the charts. But unfortunately, shortly after their debut, three of the members decided to depart from the group and go their own way. Seeing as Yumi and Tommy decided to leave to focus on their education, while Heryang decided to leave in order to pursue an acting career. However, in that statement where it was announced that three members would leave, AB Entertainment also announced that they would be adding two more members to the founding three to end up with a five-member girl group again. And at the end of June, in that same year, a statement was released announcing the addition of Solji and Hyelin. This was the first time they were putting names to the new members, and soon enough faces to as the girls would be having a comeback just a month later in August. It was also revealed that Solji had previously been a part of the duo 2NV, which was active from 2006 to 2010. The group debuted with the two new members with the song I Feel Good, which did also pretty well on the charts, coming in at number 13 on the Gaon album charts. Since then, the group has stayed solid in their lineup and has gone on to be one of the most well-loved girl groups in K-pop, releasing hits such as Up and Down, DDD, and I Love You, and many more. And if you're like, um... So in the DDD MV, there are only four people, and then in I Love You, there are five. What is going on? All that is because Solji, she has a lot of health difficulties, meaning that she has been through surgery and had to recover a lot during her time as an idol. So instead of the entire group just going on in hiatus when she has to recover, they still continue promotions. So that's why you sometimes see them as four and sometimes as five, though they are officially five people. EXID is one of those groups where I would love to see a reunion with all of the members, like Turbo style, but I might be hoping for too much. I just like the idea of everyone coming back together. I like that. I think Heryoung is the only one that stayed in the industry, though. I know. Which makes it even worse. Yeah. (laughs) Because then it's less likely. The thing is, with this group specifically, I feel like that wouldn't work as with other groups because they were only part of the debut, you know? Right. So... Have you... I assume you've heard the debut track, right? Actually, I'm doubting myself. (laughs) Oh. Because every night, I actually did like their debut song. So I would love to see... This isn't... I don't know how to explain it. But like basically like a mashup of concept and style of that versus I Love You or Up and Down or DDD. Mm. Just like with all the members, I think it'd be really good. They've always had such a unique style and also because like voices like Ellie. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think it would be really interesting track to listen to. So do you guys have any groups that you have seen members leave that you would like to see return? Wanho with Monster X. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that that one hurt. That's a fresh wound, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for putting salt on know. it. I know. Sorry. <laughs> or I remember Super Junior. Like I would love to see Hong Gung back. Like I'm happy that he's out of SM, but I miss him with, like, just how he interacted with the members. Mm-hmm. Super Junior is one of those where I don't believe with any of the members who left. That there was like an issue between like the members, like even with like Kibum, they still go to his stuff, or like when they see Hong Kong, they're very happy. The members still support them. Mm-hmm. That you know that it wasn't the causes weren't member driven. That that's the reason why people think that. Oh, I'd like to see Fifteen together again. I'm trying to think of any others. I would love to see one time back together. And they've mentioned it, like they've thrown it together. Energy, same thing. Which obviously, Energy full mm-hmm. lineup would never happen. Um, for obvious reasons, because 
Uh, for yeah. those of you who don't know, uh, one of the members passed away. <laughs> so that's that's impossible. Yeah. But I'd love to see that lineup. No, the only one I was like, full group, TVXQ, doing Racing Sun again. That would be great. Yeah. It's not going to happen, though. But it would be great. So this episode might have been a bit all over the place, but it was still fun for us and we hope you enjoyed it. So let's jump over to the trivia question. Answer. Yes. Speaking of old groups, speaking of K-pop groups, last time I asked you if you know what the group K-pop was short for. And the answer is K-Population. Did you get it right? Did you know about it? Min, GR, can you believe that? Such a bad name. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. My favorite thing is that the K doesn't stand for anything. Oh my god. Not even Korea? Just No, it's it's meant to be K. Wow. Like I try I was determined to look for it it's somewhere a reference where it says Korean or something like that because that's what K-pop is short for. The K is obviously short for Korea yeah. because it's modeled after J-pop, which is Japanese pop. But yes, K-pop is K-population. So let's move over to the song recommendation of the day. Today, 2004, The Tracks released their debut single, Paradox. This is from the old time when Visual K and J-Rock in general were a big influence on K-pop and also SM entertainment in general because the tracks were produced by SM, but also by Yoshinki of X-Japan, one of the most well-known J-Rock bands that have ever existed. <laughs> the tracks started out as a rock band, but still K-pop, but still a rock band, but still a K-pop, and then ended up as an EDM band, because, you know, that's just how life is, I guess. It's very intriguing. <laughs> Paradox is surprisingly good. If you are not a rock fan, you should go look at it just for the hair alone, because the hair in this music video is great. The fashion is wonderful. Well, go check it out on YouTube. That's where you'll find it. Yes. I must explore. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSumbays or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on August 9th, 2020. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Annyeong.